Today's episode of No Dunks is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from GoToMeeting, all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we are here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Add to your flash briefing on Alexa or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. on the beach the only place to read your emails and tweets we got everybody here on the horn today i'm jay skeets alongside me as always tass mellis hey everybody we got the bearded one trey kirby hey yo hey yo we got the international man of mystery taking it to the max lee ellis friend mm. and last but not least making the magic happen it's jd hello there he is and here we are as always a sincere thanks to everybody who sent in their questions over the last week or so we got another great batch of cues to tackle today keep them coming Email us nodunks at theathletic.com or tweet them in at nodunksinc or use that hashtag nodunks. Let's do this. Q number one. Hi, nodunks crew. With the season now suspended, what game, event, or player will you miss the most? Eric Bledsoe in the finals or the Jimmy Butler, TJ Warren rematch? Mm. Or for me, it's to see how far Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Gordon Hayward could take the Celtics in the playoffs. Love you guys. That's from Mots in Stockholm, Sweden. Thanks, Mots. Thank you, What do Mots. you guys have? What event? Game? Rematch? Uh, I'm going to sort of cheat a little bit because my answer is any game that we're going to involve <laughs> two teams involved in the race for the eighth seed in the West. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, like, and, and, you know, if we, if I, who knows at this point, I know we say this every time, if we even have a regular season this year or we jump right to the playoffs, but... I'm missing the potential, of course, with, like, the Grizzlies. They have the Spurs, and they have a back-to-back versus the Pelicans, and they have a Blazers game. The Pelicans have a stretch in March. Spurs, Grizzlies, Kings, Grizzlies, you know, two more games in April against the Spurs. The Blazers still in the mix. You know, two games in early April, Jazz and Grizzlies. So it's like it's like those games that, you know, those teams that were trying to get in into the eighth seed, like, they're, they become, like, sort of must-watch games because they're like, wow, Dropping a game or gaining a game in that race for that eighth seed is uh, of, of uh, utmost importance. So those feel like playoff games already. So I'll go with those. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. That's what I had as well. Because I still have hope that we're going to see some playoff matchups. Like a Lakers-Clippers is a must-see to me. But I'm yeah. hoping that we'll still get some sort of playoffs. And so, Mott, Sundin, thanks for emailing in again. Yeah. You'll probably still get to see your Beantown boys. Uh, in the playoffs. Yeah. Hopefully, but I'm with you. The, the race, particularly for the eighth seed... Only one of those teams is going to make the playoffs, but it feels like the playoffs, even when they're going for it. It's like Zion, maybe he wouldn't have made the playoffs, but he would have had 20 games of a playoff-like atmosphere where every game is a must-win. Also would have loved to see the Bulls finally get that three-game winning streak. (laughs) (laughs) Might not happen, though. No. no. (laughs) What about you, Lee? Well, yeah, um, you guys talk obviously, playoffs, big picture there. I'm going to go specifically today, March 25, was supposed to be Rockets and the Milwaukee Bucks, and we would have seen James Harden and Giannis go at each other after they had their little beef there over wow. the All Star weekend. Yeah, so, good call. Yeah, tonight tonight would have been the night. It would have been uh, it would have been pretty special. I, I, I'm guessing, of course, that Giannis would have been back from his uh, knee injury by now, and 
you know, just seeing where the Rockets were going to be in the in the playoff race in the playoff standing, would they still be battling for that uh, home court advantage in the first round? And of course, the Bucks, um, you know, they wouldn't be going for seventy anymore. But just seeing how they would have picked up because they hit a little bit of a rough patch there. We noticed, you know, they they dropped a couple of games and they weren't playing the same uh, high quality basketball there just after the break. So. I think tonight's game would have been pretty well built up and it just would have been interesting to see if there was going to be any little uh, incidents out on the court there between Giannis and Harden and and just to see how everyone would have reacted. So that would have been a a special night for everybody. Sticking with James Harden, for me, I'm definitely going to cheat on this one as well, but I'm going to believe, I'm going to throw this out there that we are going to see some games. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be hopeful right now. And I wonder how James Harden comes back from this. I think this is... This is good for James Harden. I think mentally for a lot of players out there, this is kind of a new season. This is a new start for them when they do come back. James mm-hmm. Harden has got the rep for being tired when it comes to the playoffs, and uh, I think he can you know wipe the last little while away from everything. It's, this is a palate cleanser, and he comes into seasons. Sometimes he's ready, sometimes he's not, but this is like this, this just can be a brand-new start instead of that drag through March and April that they always have. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing what James E can do. Yeah, that's a good one. Great answers, guys. All right, next one. What up, new donks? NBA nicknames are a frequent talking point on the show, so I was wondering what your first team all nickname squads would be. That is two guards, two forwards, and a center as a starting five with the best or the silliest or most memorable nicknames of all time. Skill level is, you know, not important here, not considered. Here's mine, writes Gregor. Rafer Alston, skip to my Lou. Pete Maravich, Pistol Pete. Clyde Drexler at the forward position. Uh, Clyde the Glide. A little, a little bit of cheating there. Yeah. Small ball era, small yeah. ball era now. Great Char- nickname, though. Great yeah, nickname. Of course. Uh, Charles Barkley, the round mound of rebound. And Purvis Ellison at the center position. Never nervous Purvis or out of service Purvis, which are both fantastic. Um, stay safe and healthy out there. Cheers again. That's from Gregor in Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, so good nicknames, solid starting five, even bumping up Clyde to the small forward position where he could definitely play, no doubt, no doubt. He could hang. Yeah, but what do you, uh, do you have? I mean, you're sort of the nickname king here, Trey, in the, in the uh, No Dunks office. What, what do you have? Do you agree with those or do you have other ones? These are classics. Yeah. Can't debate them. So for my list, I'm not going to be using any of Gregor's players, and I'll tell you my background on things. I'm not big on nicknames that just straight up rhyme. I think it's a little bit, uh, a little too easy. That's how you get... I mean, it's not a rhyming one, but Nikola Jokic, you just call him the Joker because there are three letters that are the same. Okay. Too easy. Wilt the stilt, it makes sense. He's tall, but, like, stilts aren't really popping that deep yeah, yeah. much these days. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm also not big on the 2000s era first letter of your first name, first syllable of your last name. J-Kid, D-Will, T-Mac, they're fine. We weren't putting much effort into nicknames during that time. Right. And I'm also not huge on using nicknames that then became the player's name. Like a Speedy Claxton, Bimbo Coles, okay. Fat Lever, yeah. names like this, where it's like kind of their name. You Spud Webb, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Notable exceptions to every single one of these on my list. Here's my perfect <laughs> nicknames team. Okay. The guards, Magic Johnson. Right. So exactly. That, so his that name goes, became his name, he, yeah. but he also was a Magic player. Air Jordan, at the forwards, Dr. J, the human highlight film, and at the center, Hakeem, the dream. Okay, yeah. Those yeah. are great. Those are, Those are classic, perfect nicknames to me. It's a stacked team, too, eh? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it would probably be a pretty decent team. Yeah. So that's uh, those are nicknames that are on the Mount Rushmore of nickname lists yeah. to me. But my personal favorites, here's a list for you. Yeah. Guards, the Iceman. 
Oh, yeah, good one. Very nice. literally cool nickname. Also, every yeah. clip you ever see of George Gervin, I'm not sure if they were all filmed in slow motion or if it just seems like that. <laughs> but it seems like everyone is like so smooth, smooth, and then he does his little finger roll. It's beautiful. The other guard, Nick Swaggy P. Young. They say you can't <laughs> give yourself a nickname, but Nick Young did, and he became Swaggy P. He has had a lot of different explanations for how he got the nickname. It came to him in a dream or... God gave it to him, but his coaches literally were calling him Swaggy P. So congratulations to him on overcoming the give yourself a nickname barrier. Also, at the forwards, Paul Pierce, the truth, yeah, got that nickname awesome. from Shaq. Uh, the nicknames are pretty basic, pretty standard, but uh, the truth is an awesome one. And if you get a nickname from Shaq, I think it means a little more. Yep. The other forward, John Hot Plate Williams. <laughs> oh, Hot Plate. I love it. I love it that there was two guys <laughs> named John Williams. One already had a nickname. And the other one was a fat so. So they're like, sorry, bud. You're the hot plate now. Yeah, you're Very not hot good. Rod, yeah. <laughs> Very good. And at center, Chocolate Thunder, Daryl Dawkins. Mm. Tearing down backboards, nicknaming his dunks, being a big sexy guy, loosely affiliated with P Funk, I do believe. Chocolate Thunder, incredible nickname. And you gotta give a lifetime achievement award to Shaq. He gives people nicknames. He's had a million nicknames yeah. for himself. Shaq in itself is almost a nickname. So that's my list. What what, what is your favorite Shaq nickname? If you had to pick one. Like the big diesel. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I do. Diesel or whatever you Big diesel. Yeah. I mean, Shaq Fu is pretty weird uh, that he was, like, basing himself as, like, a kung fu character early in his career. Yeah, yeah. I do like um, MDE, like, most dominant mm-hmm. ever. You'd hear that one a lot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think I do go with diesel, too. That is a good one. Um, speaking of uh, the truth, Paul Pierce, have you guys seen the, the McDonald's All-American dunk contest yes. video going around of Paul Pierce? <laughs> And so he's struggling to dunk, period. <laughs> but what I found crazy is that he looks less athletic than he did when he was in the NBA. And and yeah, not, oh, not to criticize the guy. Thing. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not yeah. moving. For a high schooler. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's, That's weird. Pretty impressive that and he made I, it to the league in, in general and then, of course, dominated. Yeah. And I know you don't like his – you never were a big fan of his game, Skeets, maybe because he was a little – lacking in the athletic department yeah yeah i was never a paul pierce fan (laughs) no doubt but it's so strange he's an 18 year old kid and he kind of looks like he's 35 even when he's 18 (laughs) kind of dumpy yeah uh weird (laughs) that clip is very funny okay next one what's up guys big fan of the show short story with a question for you my birthday is today probably not today and i left on monday morning to go to budapest for four days when we arrived My girlfriend and I found out that the borders have been shut indefinitely to four nationals and the entire city was on shutdown from 3 p.m. each day. It was amazing to explore with literally no one else around, but we came back last night due to the fear of being stuck there for a while. So my question is, if you had to be quarantined in one city outside of the U.S. for one or two months, where would it be and why? Note, the city in this hypothetical would not be under quarantine. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But you cannot leave the city. You can leave your home, et cetera, but you can't leave the city. You're there for a month or two. That's from Jacob. Thanks for the question, Jacob. Right. So you're experiencing the city in this hypothetical at its best because it's bumping. It's alive. People are out. Uh, Lee, why don't you go first? What city are you picking? Yeah, well, the city we go to uh, quite often as a family is down to Cancun. It's actually Playa del Carmen. You fly into Cancun. It's about an hour out of uh, Cancun where we go. 
and it's great it's right on the beach there we have a great apartment there we get uh, a lot of like our food delivered there so we can cook up and it's like staying at home you go to the beach with the kids yep. and then while you're there as well there are so many activities for families and kids in that area around uh, Playa del Carmen you know a lot of historical uh, landmarks to see but also just things where you can really keep the kids entertained and that's what it's all about you know when we're all quarantine like this you want to uh, make sure the kids are occupied because if they're not then they get bored and they start going crazy and that just makes your parents go crazy so um it's like what, what have you there. done down there what are some activities you guys have done well you, you can go swimming in these like well you don't, i mean you don't really go swimming i guess but you go to these sea notes where they're these like underwater caves okay and you go in there and it's just beautiful crystal clear water and they have these little fish that come up and they sort of like nip away at you but it's it's <laughs> cute it's not it's not gross uh also when swim, <laughs> you know also when swimming with whale sharks down there uh which okay. was one of the most mind-blowing experiences of my life now that was not something i would take my kids to do of course but uh <laughs> I would spend. I would. I would uh, self quarantine from the family for a day and go out and do that. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it's just you know when you're on the beach, there's all sorts of activities. You know, like snorkeling, you can do all that, and then you know playing in the canoe and uh, you know just splashing around the water and stuff. So <laughs> playing in a canoe. Uh, I've never heard someone yeah, say yeah, playing yeah, in yeah, a canoe. It's, it's, it's not actually a canoe. It's it's called. Um, it, it's one of those boards that you stand on and you and you and like you a like paddleboard, paddle stand up paddleboard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And but you can go on your knees as well for the kids. So, yeah, so yeah. It, it's great because it's not a big surf beach. It's not like waves are crashing in. Yeah. Um. So you can so you can really paddle out, and it's pretty safe. Like uh, it doesn't get super super deep out there for a long way. So, um, it's great. Weather's great. Food's great. People's great. It's great. And you're beach stepping, so you can read all the emails and tweets you want oh, to. Of course. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Playa del Carmen. I didn't see that yeah. answer coming from Lee, if Cancun, I'm being honest. Right. But uh, what do you got there, TK? I want to be outside, wherever it is. I want to have the opportunity to go outside. So I've got three choices. Vancouver and incredible outdoors. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's just beautiful. You got um, the seawall. You, you can go hiking. Yeah, exactly. Course, you got hiking water. and you got water. Yeah, yeah, I, I like sure. that. Melbourne, I hear, is good. Beautiful, beautiful. You ever go outdoors there? <laughs> you can go. You can go and have some amazing hikes in the Grampians in uh, out in Melbourne. A little bit out of Melbourne. It's better. Ooh, can't leave Melbourne. Melbourne. Oh, I don't know. No, I don't know. No, no, no. It's, can't it's leave beautiful. Melbourne. It's beautiful. Hey, all right. You can go down the Great Ocean Road. One of the most picturesque drives on the entire planet. Trey, it's beautiful. It's on the gorgeous. beach. You can stop. You can have lunch. It's great. You'll have a great time. <laughs> Is, it in, no, Is yeah. it in Melbourne proper? Is it in Melbourne proper? No, it's yeah, not. Yeah, it's in Melbourne. Yeah, hey, come on. No, it's, it's, it's not. It's a highway. <laughs> It's a highway that starts in Melbourne and goes takes you down the coast. It's 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 same thing, man. You're self quarantining, you know. It's not like you're going on a bus full of tourists. You're driving down because it's such a beautiful drive. Did you hear? You can stop and have lunch. That's okay. amazing. I should have actually mentioned that I do also want there to be food at all locations that I'm considering, yes, yes, okay. including my final choice, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Oh wow! It's supposed to be a great outdoor city. Ooh, I have no idea. But uh, in all my Googles, it's coming up hot. It's got to get hot as hell, I'd assume. Uh, in, yeah, in I assume as well. Yeah. Um, perhaps cool. annoying or avoiding um, the hottest season. And, yeah. you know, my body has toughened to the heat. Fair. Down here. What, do you, what do you got, JD? Uh, well, I mean, we just experienced this. We were quarantined or we were exiled to yeah. Toronto yeah. outside of the U.S., uh, but I'm not picking Toronto. I think uh, I, you're not going to. I don't think so. I, though, you're picking Bowmanville. Bowmanville's <laughs> where it's at. Uh, no, I think uh, I, Tokyo for me. Mm. Wow, nice. Never been. It looks beautiful. I think you can do a lot outdoors there. And uh, the food's amazing. And the, the city's open for business, right? So, yeah. 
I'm, no, no, in this hypothetical, yeah, yeah you're fine. Yeah. And I may, maybe I'd actually learn a little bit of Japanese in one or two months if I'm submerged in mm-hmm. the culture. I'm going to go Toronto because mm-hmm. I'm, I just want to want to be around friends, yeah, too. That's fair. a big part of it. And good eats, and there's obviously a million things to do in the big city of Toronto. And you're right, we were already there for a while, and it was great. It was fun, yeah. uh, despite missing you guys while we were up here. So, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it simple. I'll go T-Dot. I'll go to a city that I've been to as well. I'm going Athens. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going, yeah, because you've been there too. Speeds. I have been to Athens, yeah. I've been Did. to a couple of the islands. Not, not Obviously not all of them. But, uh, yeah, Athens was not – it wasn't my People favorite. People don't like it. It wasn't my favorite <laughs> um, part of, you know, what we experienced in Greece. That's sure. for sure. Yeah. Whenever you go to Athens, if you're in a cab, the cab drivers are like, what are you doing here? Go to the islands. <laughs> yeah. Get the heck out of yeah, here. Yeah, but I will say this. I will say this in all honesty. I think – it would be a really cool, I'm sure it is, an awesome, cool city to actually be there for a little while. I don't think it's the greatest city. Like, you're there for a couple days. Yeah. You know you want to see the sights, and, like, you're, it's a big city, and it's, like, sort of a dirty city. It's obviously an old city. But if you were there, I bet there are just, like, the coolest places to go as more of, like, a like a local, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah I, I, yeah, I I would buy that. I mean, even the, the little parts we saw of that, Nora and I, we really did enjoy that part. So. Yeah, I'd want to experience. Yeah, yeah all the, uh, obviously, the food is great. Kill, I, I want to go somewhere where... I do speak the language. That would be nice. Oh, you know, cool. Tokyo Fair would be sure, fun. Yeah. Um, I want to, yeah, I'm going to eat up all that pollution as well. It's gross. Yeah, uh, that's pretty <laughs> bad. <dude. laughs> um, there's lots to do there. It is. It's a grimy city. Yeah. It just, yeah. it honestly just is. A lot of prickly people. Would you start there. smoking again, Tess? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it would absolutely happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I right. mean, maybe even, uh, maybe even Zoe would take up her first pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <out there. laughs> oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, I, I've been to Athens a couple of times, and I, I swear you see seven-year-old kids walking around with a cigarette just like puffing away. All right, it's crazy. Right. Okay, next one. <laughs> next one. All right, this one's uh, a little long here, so uh, you know, just, just bear with me what's up no more dunks roger here from former starters fan and now no dunks addict from switzerland lee's story about his almost exchange year reminded me of my own experience in 2003 17 years old i got to go to port hope canada for one year i did what lee planned and asked if i could stay in toronto or nearby only because they had an nba team my wish was granted and i got to see five live raptors games that season wizards uh, Philly without Iverson, a slaughter by the good old Kings, an overtime win against the Bulls with Crawford dropping 50-plus, and sort of a cool game, and Marbury with some other Knicks who didn't he didn't pass the ball to. The Wizards games was the, the first preseason game. It was unreal to be in an actual NBA arena after only seeing games on tapes before. I went down to the court as close as possible for pregame warm-up when a security guard seemed to notice that I was the most excited kid in the arena. He came up to me and asked me if I'd like to sit down and watch the pregame from the front row. I couldn't believe it. And the night got even better when he let me sit there for the whole game. Wow. Okay, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's a preseason game. I'm sure that helped the chances of that, but that is awesome. As if that wasn't enough. At one point, Antonio Davis and Vince Carter both dived for a ball and jumped right into me. Vince hit me in the face with his arm. He got (laughs) back up, ducked down, and asked if I was all right. Being completely overwhelmed with what just happened, I yelled something weird, probably in German, at him. And for some reason, I also can't explain, I grabbed his face. <laughs> to this day, it's one of the top moments in my life. He grabbed Vince's face. I mean, I hope there's a clip of, of this somewhere yeah. out there that this guy has. Um, but that brings me to my question. What's something you have done 
that was clearly inappropriate or maybe embarrassing, but you've never, ever regretted doing. Again, that's from Roger in Switzerland, having the time of his life living in Port Hope. Oh, Roger wow. Federer. Yeah, Roger Federer, yes. <laughs> big fan of no dunks <laughs> and a uh, big Raptors fan back in the day. Uh, yeah, so what's something, Lee, what's something inappropriate or maybe embarrassing that you, you didn't regret doing? Yeah, well, uh, if you guys remember, uh, just we came down to Atlanta uh, to meet with the Turner executives just before we signed our contract, and we were sitting in a big room, and uh, we were all going through like sort of a quick introduction to who we were to all the executives. Yeah, and, let, let's uh, like let's uh, set it up. Like, sit. let's set it up. I'll be like, yeah, you know, uh, I'm uh, Phil. Everybody calls me Jay Skeets. I'm uh, from Toronto. I actually grew up in Stratford. Uh, yeah, I'm Trey. I grew That's up in right. Chicago, been living uh, in Toronto for the past couple of years, working with these guys. Hi, I'm Tass. Grew up in Toronto as well. Really happy to be here. Yeah, I'm Jason. <laughs> People call me JD. Uh, I'm from Toronto as well. Uh, I'm Lee, and um, I'm from Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> Only hold dead. on, hold this on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's way, there's way too much laughing for what actually happened. It was absolutely dead silence, and then you continued on because it was people believe yeah, you. People I, definitely believe I think I got a sympathy. I, I think I got a sympathy laugh from Trey, and that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> this was like the first meeting too. Our first big meeting with like the higher ups at Turner. And what were you? What were you wearing? You were wearing what? What jersey were you wearing? You're right. Uh, some I, team no, jersey. Yeah, 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 you, you were, were wearing... wearing a soccer jersey at yeah. some point. Yeah. It was I jersey maybe? No, there, yeah, there, I think it did have green and yellow. I don't know if it was uh, a Brazil jersey. It was either but South that, African or Australian or something, you that, know? That, that, that kind of sold the Pakistan joke. Yeah, I used to have a, a, a Pele shirt as well. Maybe it was that. I, I can't really remember, but uh yeah, that joke didn't uh, didn't go down too well. But um, I had done it once before when I started at a, at a sports media school when we had to do the same thing. And it was, yeah, that and it was, was an workshop. No, well, it abs- well, the thing is, it absolutely worked like a treat. Everyone just was rolling on the ground in laughter. So I was confident going in. And, uh, you know, yeah, well, you know, one for one at that. One, one and one, I guess I was at that point. <laughs> but I did bring it back, actually. A few weeks ago, I was around at a friend's house. Um, he has these sort of monthly gatherings where he gets some friends together and someone is like a guest speaker talking about a life experience. And this experience was like, uh, you know, tell us about when you've been in a situation, you know, when you felt a little bit out of place. And I said, yeah, well, you know, I'm not from here. I'm from Pakistan. And it absolutely hit again. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, maybe it was because we were in a business setting, you know. It's a little yeah. more formal in a business uh, meeting. I don't know. And I will say it. it's gotten better with age because every time we hear it now, it's very funny. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> with the background to it. I find it, you know, twice as funny because I remember the moment oh, and it just so going brutal. straight up crickets <laughs> in the room and they didn't know if they didn't know if they could laugh or should laugh or they yeah, that's what they you call reading the room yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. okay that's a good answer you guys got one uh manginas for me of course uh sending them to my friends doing them in houses like waiting in a room until your buddy's coming in and you're just standing there totally nude mm. tucked away mm. <laughs> no regrets no, none uh, honestly no regrets uh no regrets to friends, but uh, if your significant other walks in on you when you're doing it unexpectedly, <laughs> a little regret there. Uh, they don't like it as much, uh, but your buddies will. Do you? Are there like compromising photos of you out there? Oh, certainly. Oh, yeah. Certainly yeah. videos. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not just the mangina that's part of uh, showing off. It's uh, 
the elaborate pre-planning. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you want to be waiting there for somebody and they don't expect it, or you want to like open your shower curtain and. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say it was weird that you did it in our first meeting with Turner. <laughs> uh, well, it usually kills. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it since, and it killed again. <laughs> we, we, we were all struggling to read the room that day. Apparently, mm. uh, for, for for me, I would say uh, the answer to this is like any of those like sort of classic pick and payoffs we did back in the day, which mm. were like could be pretty damn embarrassing mainly like the live karaoke that i had to do the one yeah, time where bad. you guys picked the song um and and the stand-up comedian one where tass and i both because we had tied had to do like an nba stand-up set you know like <laughs> that was made probably the worst one that one was in terms pretty of embarrassment damn, yeah it was pretty rough and it because takes we, a lot to embarrass me even in front of strangers but that one was like oh my god this is so awkward and they were so hostile to oh us. yeah like they turned off the mics oh, they yeah. made, we were basically kicked out yeah yeah <laughs> And that's the only time that's ever, ever happened. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the karaoke was bad, but at least you were, it was supposed to be karaoke. Oh, yeah. And, you know, yeah. Whatever. It and was people, fine. Yeah. It was one, people guy, loved one it. guy on stage cheering me on, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah. But yeah, uh, well, the, yeah, the stand up comedy was the worst one. Yeah. Because that was an open mic night and it was supposed to be musical acts, really. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. We thought it was like, well, open mic means you can just get up there and <laughs> do open. some NBA comedy, which I guess it technically does, but I'm sure yeah. no one really does it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was after a couple bad hours of oh, musical yeah. acts. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. was no warm up for you guys. No. no. And that's the other part. Like, we were just sitting there for like, it felt like hours, like, oh my God, when are we going to go up and yeah. just do this? And yeah, that you made it worse. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was yeah, so it was bad. Beautiful. But in the end, no regrets. Yeah, no regrets. A great story and a funny pick up payoff. <laughs> uh, I. Uh, had a talent slash fashion show in high school where I performed to turn my uh, my Atlanta Braves hat backwards, mm-hmm. foreshadowing. Uh, yeah. And I was wearing my Vince Carter jersey, and I performed uh, the Rock Wilder with my man <laughs> yes. Amin Al Pachachi. Oh I was I was meth. He was red. We killed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not bad. It's just that wasn't the right audience. Like <laughs> like Lee and his Pakistan joke. I guess it just wasn't the right audience. I mean, it was good, and it, it was honestly it was good. Is it a ta- you said a talent show? Is that what it was? It's a talent slash fashion show. Oh. So there's there it was a multi part. It seems like you brought both elements though. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was uh, it was more a fashion show. There was the opposite of the mangina. I remember my man Kevin Coffey, who is a nephew of Paul Coffey. He was wearing a wrestling singlet, and he put a uh, a sock. Oh gosh. You know. <laughs> or a rolled up bunch of socks down yeah. there. Um cool. <laughs> but uh it was yeah, it was just a bad it was just a weird audience. Hold on, what was he what he, he stuffed just... he stuffed socks down his But that was singlet. his fashion? Well he walked yeah, the wrestling signal. It was like it was a high school uniform. Like the singlet was the high school wrestling uniform. Right. Uh, in green and gold are our colors. <laughs> He's like, I, I don't know why we're better. Yeah, he, he was just like, I guess he maybe was a little bit insecure about what he sure. had with the, the package down there. Uh, so, high uh, school for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Especially yeah, when you're cool. in front of Ooh. hundreds of people. Little nerves. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be some shrinkage, maybe. Maybe. Did people? So people <laughs> cheered your performance. Yeah, oh, probably. Yeah, I bet your buddies. At but the you know, you know, yeah. yeah. But it's hundreds of people. It's older folk. Do they want to hear rap? <laughs> probably, probably not. not. <laughs> was was the sound system all that great to really hear these guys kill Meth's lyrics? Probably not. You know. Rap, it's got to be. You got to have a good sound system, yeah. or else it just sounds like noise. Yeah. Need that deep bass. Yeah. All right. Do you have a, Do you have an answer for this? I, I asked my wife about this last night, and she reminded me of a time where 
we went out for dinner with uh, friends. We were in Toronto. Uh, we were visiting Tor- Toronto. And uh, my friend, one of my friends who was there, there was eight of us there. One of my friends, a uh, f- friend from high school, Dave, I think you guys met him. Uh, mm-hmm. He was there with his girlfriend who was 20 years younger than him. So it was the first time meeting her. Uh, and so I had had a few cocktails and uh, I was sitting next to her. Dave was across from me and she worked at a, she's an art student, but she worked at a uh, a salon, like a waxing salon, okay. right? The conversation sort of rolls around to how they bleach buttholes there. I had to know every uh, single detail hmm. about the bleaching of buttholes. Sure. I mean, right? I, yeah. And you and had a couple of drinks. And had a couple of drinks, and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and I asked her every question. And right. She seemed to be fine with it. Dave seemed to be fine with it. But afterwards, Rachel was mortified. Like, she was just, I can't believe that you asked her all those questions. I'm like, she's literally describing the process of bleaching somebody's asshole. And I, I had to know. I yeah. had to know. You and just, just maybe that, went a little too. To, you were a little too excited. I was very excited yeah. about it. I, uh, yeah, I was making a bit of a scene, maybe. <laughs> and uh, but I have no regrets. No regrets. It was hilarious. Yeah, you were making a bit of a scene when you pulled down your pants. You're like, how <laughs> yeah. would you deal with this? Like, walk me, talk me through this. <laughs> that was a little too far. I can't blame you though, because just hearing you asking about it. I'm like very curious uh, yeah. to hear. It sounds like an entire podcast, though. Yeah. I asked her what <laughs> the, the ins and outs. The weirdest in. thing about it was, and it's not so much the people who come in and get them done, get it done, mm-hmm. or the process, which is all very weird. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the people who just call to ask them to describe the process, they they'll call the salon. <laughs> Could you just walk me through the process of uh, of you know what's how does it work exactly? Basically, what I was doing, yeah. but the, masturbating on the other end of the phone. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean. My goodness, <laughs> like and calling over and over and <gasps> over again, and then they, they oh, started like having to block numbers and and all that stuff. It's just like wow. people are insane. <laughs> You're like, see, Rachel, I could have been one of those people calling in. <laughs> I got it all out in I one night. No out. big deal. Yep. <laughs> Couldn't hang up on me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next one here. Hey, on Shreknud. On Shreknud. I don't know. Oh, uh, Dunkers backwards. Right. There it is. Yeah. No Dunkers backwards. I thought it was German. <laughs> My wife and I are huge fans of the show. We live in the New York City area with our six-month-old son, Ezra. When they announced the city would start shutting down, we made the decision to drive to Florida to ride it out with my wife's parents. Smart, but Florida. Your podcast helped make the road trip a breeze. We watched White Man Can't Jump in preparation and did our own quarantine squad in the car. Our only regret is that you didn't record the Survivor podcast one day earlier as we're huge fans of that show as well. Mm. Our question is, which NBA players would you choose to ride with on an 18-hour road trip? And what are you packing as your road trip snacks? Assume that space is not an issue. What, for the snacks or for the player? <laughs> <laughs> Happy, take Boban. Happy trails and stay safe. That's from Ari and Lindsay. Thank you so much for the email. All right. We got two questions here. Let's start with the snacks. Lee, what's your road trip snack? Well, mine really um, goes with the with the person I'm taking because okay. um, I, I'm going to so I'll say who it is. I want to take Kawhi Leonard because I want someone who's probably not going to uh, annoy you too much with just over talking for that whole drive. <laughs> yeah. You want an eighteen you know? hour silent period? <laughs> uh, no, 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 see, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be eighteen hours of silence. I think it would just be you'd be talking, then you'd just put some music on. 
then a little bit more talking but it just wouldn't be someone who's just pestering you non-stop question after question after question you know he would talk True. i think he just doesn't i just don't think he talks like in a big media setting but i think in the locker room and stuff he's a bit different and this is where the snacks come in okay. you know that he's not going to fill up on uh, on junk food and rubbish Kawhi wouldn't even eat donuts out in uh, Hawaii in the preseason. I think they came from a place called Leonard's or something like that. He doesn't want to touch that. So he's going to eat a lot more healthy snacks, which I think is great because you don't want to feel at the end of an 18-hour trip, you know, just full up with all that salt and sugar from just garbage snacks all the time, you know? So what's your snack? Yeah. Well, it's like it's like a mixture of carrots and hummus and. Wait, wait, wait! We talking uncooked carrots here? <laughs> of course, of okay. course. You're telling me get you're some... dipping carrots into hummus while you're driving? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd get Kawhi to do it. He's got those big long fingers. He can reach over and do it for me. <laughs> Feed them to you while you're driving. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I, I think I just think it'd be a comfortable drive because there wouldn't be an uncomfortable silence with Kawhi because you know that's just how he is. Comfortable so, silence, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. I'll go next because mine ties into that one. Kyle Lowry. Because Lowry, is a, he's a personable, he's a funny guy. Uh, we could talk a lot about the Raps run, obviously. Yeah. How it all came. To, he, I think he would at least divulge what the heck happened in that locker room. I'm not sure if Kawhi would, but, <laughs> no. Kyle, but Kyle's telling me everything. He could talk about his early career, how he had some run-ins. I want to hear about his upbringing in uh, Philadelphia as well. He's a little prickly, just like me. It'd be a tough nut to crack, and that's why we're going to have some pistachios <laughs> all the way down. Because it's nice. It's a You know, you can't eat too many pistachios because it just it takes a while yep, to, cra- to crack. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and we can drive and, and eat those as well. That's not going to be a problem. Yeah, and like uh, sunflower seeds, a pistachio, it, especially if you're driving at night, that's a good thing to eat to snack on. Keeps you alert. Mm. That's a little tip from my buddy Dub. I remember. <laughs> yeah, it's like because like with a sunflower seed or like a nut, like you gotta you gotta do. You're something. thinking a little bit, like hmm. you know, obviously, and it uh, keeps you a little more alert, awake <laughs> while you're driving at night. So you're, maybe you guys can really uh, knock this drive out, this 18-hour <laughs> road trip. Doing a little overnight, easy traffic. You're cruising. Yeah, you gotta hope that that Lowry's not in a prickly mood. That would be my one mm. worry with him. Yeah, right. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. We have 18 hours. So yeah, I think he'd 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 go in, phase in and out of that. I think you'd win him over. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he is a really really personable dude, and oh, yeah. he's he's been on the show. He's yeah. uh, he's a nice dude. And like you said, no shortage of things to talk about. But be it the Raptors or even living in Toronto. Here's thoughts on that and stuff yeah. like that. How he turned that Great career choice. around too. It, it's an interesting career. He could have, he could have gone by the wayside. Like he could have not been gone by the wayside, but not have a an all star career. No, I mean, he, oh, he, yeah, for yeah, sure. It turned around. I mean, if he even sort of Chauncey like traded to the Knicks, like what? How, what does his career look like then? It's fascinating. Um, happy birthday, by the way, to Kyle Lowry today. Oh. I believe he's uh, thirty. Is he thirty-two? Yeah, thirty-four. I think. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 34. Happy birthday, Kyle Lowry. Oh, Greatest of Raptor of all yeah, time. 34. Wow. Um, what do you got? What's your snack there, Trey? I got minor snacks, actually. Okay. Some nuts. Take some nuts as a salty snack and something chocolate. Probably a Reese's Pieces. Hell yeah. Um, but 18 hours, you're going to be stopping for meals. Yeah. And that's why I'm not I'm not going hard on the snacks because I'm stopping for Impossible Whoppers on the way. Mm. Okay. <laughs> it's a good road trip meal. Yeah. And- I had a few when we went back uh for Christmas, oh, uh, during the the holidays, mm-hmm. uh, the winter holidays, we stopped a couple of times, and I mean, I hadn't had an actual Whopper in quite some time, but it tasted like what I remembered an actual Whopper tasted like. Definitely. Yep. All and the that, same mm. toppings. So that's Burger King, yeah. BK. Yeah, that's right. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good impossible idea. Whoppers. You're going to be able to find that easy. Oh, that's the nice yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the first impossible Whopper I had was attached to a gas station. Yeah. And it was right. fine. So I was like, if a gas station one is fine, then they're probably all fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my snacks, I'm keeping it simple because, yeah, you got to have something that's just easy. It's like right there in the middle, like sort of console whether I'm driving or not. So trail mix, um, hitting all those that you're talking about. You got your nuts in there, some chocolates in there. Uh, and grapes. Let's not sleep on grapes. Um, wow, travel grapes. I love a travel <laughs> grape. Oh, the best type of grapes. Well, the other cool thing about grapes is if you throw them in your front windshield and you wait long enough, you'll have raisins as well. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. Then I can put them in the trail mix. Uh, and as for, well, who I'm going to go with, um, I feel like Spencer Dinwiddie would be a fun hang, you know, just like a lot to talk about, you know, just he's, he feels like, he seems like a type of person knows um, a lot about a lot, or at least a little about a lot, so there's lots to talk about. Steven Adams would be hilarious, I mean, just be a fun ride, I feel like he's got some hilarious taste in music, mm-hmm. I'm sure, too, and uh, De'Aaron Fox I'm throwing on there as well, those three guys, I don't know why, I just feel like uh, I'd get along with De'Aaron Fox, <laughs> and he could teach me a lot of things, a lot younger than I am, but, you know, he could, like, bring me up to speed on a lot of these oh, TikToks and stuff like that, yeah, speed, that's right. I forgot well, to mention, I'm taking Damian Lillard. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good one. He's quiet. Sometimes. He talks sometimes. Yeah. He's going to have a freestyle session with you. He's going to bring his own music. It'll be awkward. He's going to be like, let me play some new stuff. I'll be like, man, this this bangs. (laughs) This bangs, Dame. (laughs) This bangs, bro. (laughs) Can I play you some of my music? (laughs) Maybe he'll freestyle for a little bit. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Good way to kill an hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, JD, do you have a snack, road trip snack that you like? uh, Well, I'm taking the Lopez brothers just because, you know, they can talk. Amongst themselves. Oh, you guys are, you guys are just going to talk about Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe. That's the right. Entire, yeah, yeah, it's good. Smart. <laughs> I'm sure they, they know other things as well. No, I don't think so. Skeets is still mad about our squad. And that how he, Marvel had to be believe, one universe. I can't believe that's a you movie. You couldn't break up the Iron Man. Yeah, I was with you, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got overruled. I got overruled. What are you going to do? Okay. Uh, and uh, no snacks. No. I like... Um, like tray when i'm on the road anything goes so i like to descend on a gas station concession area Hmm. and just go nuts you know like just the 10 year old in me comes out and i just really fill the basket with whatever strikes my fancy i'm I'm like i'm never eating twinkies ever in everyday life but on an 18 hour road trip sure anything goes twinkies everything right anything I mean, I discover a lot of things that way, too. Mm. Oh, like you're a, like, oh, this is not yeah, bad. What, what is oh, this Oh, this chip weird... flavor is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. In I... America, my God, those QTs. I know. <laughs> Holy. Oh, they got They're everything. Like miles and miles long, those Exactly. Things. Yeah, and they not only have, like, any food you could imagine, they have, like, the craziest, like, souvenir-type stuff, mm-hmm. like oh, shirts yeah. and hats and, like, just knickknacks and, like, Lots of very like, weird stuff. Who is buying this? But I guess people are. And like a charger for any phone that's oh, ever been made. Yeah, we'll be there. I've got it. Crazy all. hats. Yeah, I do love about driving across America is the easy, easy. Like you get off the interstate and it's like all that stuff's right there. We got you can just be off and like right back on yeah. it in like a blink of an eye. You don't got to drive to go find anything. It's like it's just all right there. It's very convenient when you're going a far distance in the states. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Done the drive home a couple times to Canada and makes it easy. Makes it easy. All right, before we get to a lot more questions, a few words from our sponsors. Did you know that 75% of us are walking around every day chronically dehydrated? Hmm, it's true. I am definitely, definitely one of the 75%. My pee is a bad color a lot of the time. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. We are suffering needlessly 
from frequent headaches, energy slumps, and poor focus. And it doesn't have to be this way. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix, which sounds like an awesome Spotify playlist to me. Hey, check out this rapid hydration mix that I've got going here. Um, has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc. Help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. And Hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. You can save even more with a monthly subscription. And for 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com and enter the promo code NODUNKS, one word, at checkout. That's drinkhydrant.com and enter the promo code NODUNKS for 25% off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com and enter that promo code NODUNKS, all one word. The Black Tux believes every groom deserves a better experience when it comes to finding formal wear a suit or tuxedo for their big day. Did you know the black tux was actually started by two guys who had one of the worst tuxedo fittings you could imagine? It turns out they aren't alone in this frustration. Just listen to these one-star reviews from competitor tux shops that shall not be named. Go elsewhere. This place is pretty terrible, unless you're dressing like your grandpa for Halloween. We felt weird buying a suit from somebody so unhappy. We were afraid his bad vibes might follow us to our wedding day, so we left. Now guys, I don't know if you've seen it, but because everyone is at home right now, a lady by the name of Curtis Stittenfield tweeted a picture of herself yesterday wearing her wedding dress with the caption, Social Distancing, Day 12. Today my kids wanted me to wear my wedding dress at lunch, and I couldn't think of a reason not to. And so she put up a photo of that that garnered over 173,000 likes, and now people have started tweeting pics back to her of themselves wearing their own wedding dress or prom dress or something like that. So I was thinking, maybe one day we could all do the show wearing our wedding day suits and mm. guess what if you don't have it still doesn't matter hit up the black tux because no one would know the difference anyway <laughs> right. you could just say that with your wedding suit you know what I'm saying yep I listen I think that's a great idea and what I love about the black tux is they have an easy online ordering process that brings you your suit or tuxedo, tuxedo straight to you just pick a style at theblacktux.com and request a free home try on so you can feel the fit and quality before you commit and if online isn't your style, the Black's Tux has showrooms all over the country where you can find your fit and plan your look. From there, they'll ship your order two weeks before your wedding or TV show or podcast, whatever you choose, so you can check it one last time. Talk about commitment. Whether you're buying your outfit or looking to rent, you won't find a formal wear experience or design like the ones you'll find at the Black Tux. If you want your wedding to be remembered for the right reasons, order your suit or tuxedo at theblacktux.com and enjoy 10% off with the code DUNKS. That's blacktux.com, code DUNKS for 10% off your purchase. The Black Tux, formal wear for the moment. It has been two weeks since essentially all sports leagues and tournaments have been suspended or cancelled, but it feels like we haven't watched a live game in about a year. That's how important sports are to a lot of people. And I can tell you, reading all the conversations between the employees of The Athletic, every one of those people is feeling all out of sorts too. But what I've also seen is a collaborative effort to come up with creative stories and ideas to keep sports fans engaged in these unique times. It's been impressive to see the writers and podcasters for The Athletic come together from the comfort 
of my own home, of course. Not seeing them in person wouldn't do that. To create stuff like a podcast with Joe Ingles on why he would be fine retiring from the NBA today, or re-watching classic games with writers who cover each of the teams involved, or what Brazilian soccer star Ronaldinho is doing in a Paraguayan jail. The Athletic can help keep you connected to the teams, the athletes, and the sports you love. Sign up now for a 90-day free trial to see for yourself the creativity, reporting, and storytelling that sets The Athletic apart. Just go to theathletic.com slash nodunks for a 90-day free trial. Games aren't being played right now, but the stories that draw us all to sports, those don't go away. So go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. We hope to see you there. All right, back to the beach here. Next question. What's up? No SB dunks or Spitfire shirts. I've been listening to you guys while delivering pizzas for Domino's for two years. Never has my job been more truly terrifying, but here we are. I have a question. What is your go-to fast food pizza? Everyone has their favorite actual pizza, but sometimes you just have five bucks and you want to throw down with a hot and ready. Thanks, guys, for keeping the podcast going without basketball so they have something to listen to while slanging the Zaz. <laughs> this is from Nick the Pizza Guy, our favorite pizza guy suddenly. Uh, stay safe Slang out there, the Nick. Zaz. Slang in the Zaz. Well, I will answer uh, first here because my answer is Domino's. It's straight up. I love, like, especially if Nora's gone and I can just have this Domino's to myself. Uh, some a little me time, you know, in the past. Uh, we're not doing that now. We're always around each other, driving each other crazy. But I'm going Domino's thin crust. Throw me some barbecue sauce. I don't mind a little sweetness in my life. Pepperoni, green pepper, onion, banana pepper. Boom. Boom. That is my go-to Skeet's Domino Pizza. A lot you, of flavors. You guys know that too. You've been. We've had some like, you know, sporting uh, parties in the past where we're throwing down <laughs> some viewing parties, and uh, you know I'm always slipping one of those in there you or like some some pretty close variation. I love a thin crust pizza. I love the snap of a Domino's crust for sure. Well, let me go next because right. I'm going to go opposite you, and I'm going to go with my slang and boy Nick. Uh, because I used to sling some pizzas at Little Caesars. He likes the $5 hot and ready. I love me some Little Caesars. I like the, the Detroit style opposite of the thin. Yeah. They got a nice little pan pizza. The Detroit style, it's a little thicker. Onion, Italian sausage they've got there. It's got that fennel in there. Uh, 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 uh. They throw a little Italian seasoning on there. It's crispy. It's thick. It's cheap. And it's got that little cornmeal sprinkle on the bottom. Get your Ooh. hands a little dirty. Uh, like that. Little Caesars. Try I can't believe they meal. still have them around here because <laughs> I never ordered Little Caesars pizza. I never. I, I always go a, a gourmet. I, I always try different pizzas, I guess, yeah. is what I'm saying. Or I go Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Domino's, I was surprised to learn. Domino's is king right now. They've, uh, they passed Pizza Hut in 2017. For delivery. Or yeah. Just, uh, oh. As like the biggest chain in the United States. Um Respect. I don't know though. I was a I was a Pizza Hut guy. Uh, I like that they come out with like weird pizzas. That you know, like a stuffed crust pizza or the big New Yorker, the Pizzone. But they've really dropped the ball. I think all of the innovation in the pizza space is in like the Blaze Pizza world, where you mm. go in and like pick your slice and you build your own thing. Yeah. Pizza, if you come out with something crazy, I'm in on it. <laughs> But I'm not in on your regular pizzas. If I'm ordering a regular pizza, I'm going to get it from my pizza place. Um, I want a weird pizza. And it seems to me like Little Caesars has the most innovation right now. Like you're saying, they got that Detroit style. They call it the deep, deep dish. All right. They got the extra most bestest thin. And like you're saying, Tess, it's a cheapie. 
I don't know where Little Caesars is, but I think if I was ordering, I might I might give Little Caesars a shot right now. It's not far from you, actually. <laughs> beat the beat it's down the road. <laughs> Just down the road. Yeah. JD, why don't you go next? Uh, Domino's Man as well. Yeah, wow. Sure. Yeah. Look at that. No if wonder it's... they're dominating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, as you all said, I'm going the local yeah, pizzeria, yeah. but, uh, you know, quick, quick and dirty. You got to go thing. Domino's, and the app is awesome. It is. That's it's, it, really, it, really it honestly great. is. It's a very quick and easy order. You're right. Especially it, it saves like what you've ordered. Like it's so simple. Yeah, and it saves and it's so easy to customize. Like if, you know, one kid wants no green peppers yep. and the other Throw it on mushrooms, half. you just you literally build it and it's 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 awesome. Have you ever had the Domino's like um self delivery thing show up? No. No, I I haven't either. But I've seen photos of it. There there was one at least in Atlanta at one point. What? So like a self drone? Car? It's like the dr- that car that pulls up and it's like it pops out the back of it type thing. Yeah, it's really wild. Ah. This is why Domino's is on top right now. <laughs> yeah. so, tech. They yeah. got the tech. All right, I, uh, there's four main pizza chains. Okay. They're all known for one thing. I'll give you the pizza chain, you tell me what it's known for. Okay. Domino's. Pizza. Like like Zincrest? No, No. like uh, like the quality of the business. What are they? What are they basing their their business Uh, around? Fast and fresh. That's right. Speed. Pizza Hut. Price? We deliver. No. No. Um, They do deliver. Yeah. Innovation. Innovation. They drop the ball. They drop the ball, and that's why they've fallen off. Yeah. Yeah. Papa John's. What are they known for? It's right there in their uh, in their slogan. Good uh, ingredients. Better ingredients. Better ingredients, yeah. Mm. And Little Caesars? Speed? Fast. Uh, like, or oh, cheap. Cheap, cheap. cheap yeah. Price. Yeah, yeah price. Yeah. So they've all got their four corners, but Domino's is winning out because people are getting more phones. They've got a better app. They've got the cool tracker, huh. all this huh. kind of stuff. So they blew Pizza Hut out of the water because Pizza Hut's like, what else can we put in the crust? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Cheeseburgers look disgusting. That's the thing. Like, Taco Bell has incredibly somehow just stayed innovating, <laughs> even though as insane as those products <laughs> oh, get. Yeah. But at some point, yeah, it feels like Pizza Hut just like, well, we ran out of ideas. We, we've tried them all. We've yeah. them. There's nothing left to do. Uh, Lee, do you have a, a go-to fast food pizza? Well, you guys know I'm a bit of a pizza snob, really. I, I don't eat pizza unless it's my quality pizza from uh, Varasano's. But back in Toronto, I used to love uh, pizza pizza. I used to get the old wow. double cheeseburger. Yeah, you get the old barbecue <laughs> Everybody's happy. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're right, Lee. I do like a, a, a dirty, cheap pizza pizza slice in Canada for yeah, sure. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's awful, but it's just so great at three in the morning. You know, yeah. you're just like, this is perfect. This is just what I felt like. And you can never, if you walk into a pizza pizza, you never know what you're going to see on PPTV on those, <laughs> those TVs up there. You never know. All right, next one. Hello, no dunkers. I'm writing this question from Italy, currently in the second week of a countrywide lockdown due to the coronavirus. To pass time, lots of people here were doing flash mobs of singing classical Italian songs from the windows or their balconies. What would be your go-to song to sing with everybody from your window? Besides that, what will you do First, once the quarantine is over, all the best. That's from Enyo in Milano, Italy. Mm. Go ahead, Trey. I'm not picking this because we're talking about Italy, but I would love to sing that Amore with everyone. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I've, uh, there's two songs that I've had a ton of fun singing along with in my life. One of them is That's Amore. Like at my wedding, we sang it. The girls know the song now. It's, it's a fun one to sing together, especially because if you don't know the words – the second verse is just the same as the first one. Right. So, and it's like, it like cues you up. Like, here we go. We're all singing the second verse. Get in on that. Another one. 
If you don't know the words, you probably won't learn them, but it's still fun to sing along and make the noises as Return of the Mac. Only Tass knows the words, really. <laughs> <laughs> so if he's there, if he's on a balcony, you're going to be fine. But uh, uh, yeah, If he's leading it, yeah. Yeah. But even if you don't know, you can just sing like the harmony parts, yeah. right? Just like, Babadoo. Yeah. Okay, great. And sure. what uh, what are uh, you doing first once quarantine is over? Playing ball. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Hoops. Dribbling a lot out there. Right. Just by yourself. <laughs> Just dribbling, yeah. Hey, your handles are going to be tight. Yeah, exactly right. You're not uh, going to have any of these uh, turnovers on the fast break anymore, TK. Well, no guarantees. <laughs> I mean, I assume the defenders will actually be moving when oh, we're playing basketball. Yeah. <laughs> a little tougher than a pole. <laughs> a pole or a garbage can <laughs> yeah. that you're crossing up. Uh, Lee, what about you with both those questions? Yeah, well, Trey, Trey's right there. You need a song that um, everybody at least knows the words to, even if you don't love that song. If someone starts singing it, you know where it's going, you know? So I'm actually going with Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer because yep. I think the lyrics in that are great. You know, you, you you start the build up and then it goes, we've got each other and that's a lot for love. We'll give it a shot. And then everyone just goes, whoa, we're halfway there. You know, again, everyone will just know when to come in and start singing. And can you imagine, you know, all your neighbors getting up and giving getting in chorus of that song and it'd just be great it'd be great atmosphere it'd bring so much life and love to the uh, situation we're in right now have you seen the clip Lee it was going around like a couple months ago it was like an entire park singing yeah. living on but a the, prayer this old guy is sitting yeah. there yeah he's yeah. just he's sitting he's on a like, bench and yeah. everybody yeah. just everybody starts singing joins in. Yeah, that's... yes I did see that that was awesome so there you go I mean <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are in the world you know that's one song that everyone would just know and they would sing along and they would feel good about it yeah that's good and what are you doing yeah. first then yeah, I, I probably uh, I want to go to an event like it like it uh, down at uh, State Farm Arena down here at the Fortress, you know, just to be around people again and see what it's like yeah. because it feels it feels now like that is something that's really really foreign to us and you just think like what 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 is it going to be like next time you go to an arena where there's twenty thousand people where you're going to be sort of look, looking at each other and going oh I don't know if I should you know touch that handle or should I do that or are we allowed to you know embrace each other again or, or anything so i just want to see what it's going to be like when we're uh when we're out of this sort of quarantine situation mm-hmm. good answer i think the first thing i want to do is yeah hit like a patio like a packed patio and have a beer mm. like outside with other yeah. people <laughs> instead of just drinking by myself <laughs> depressing um as for my song uh i want a, a fun song that of course a lot of people know and it's great to sing so i'm going the growing pains theme song <laughs> Show me that smile. <laughs> Everybody just belting this, singing this together. Ah. Fantastic. And most people know it. Even if you don't know it, you oddly know it for whatever reason. I didn't think of the, t- the TV theme song, right? <laughs> yeah, theme song would be fun <laughs> to sing. Uh, I thought you were going to go with your, um, what was the commercial for... Uh, um, <laughs> The 47. New, new via, oh yeah, what was the channel? Oh, channel 47. <laughs> channel 47. 47. 47. <laughs> In Canada? Yeah. All right, what are you going with then? You got to read the room though. There's a few people who can pull that off. Um, I would sing, I can show you the world, <laughs> but not right now. Can't show you the world right now. Uh, no, I would go, I'm still standing, Elton John, I think. Oh, yeah, great. People again. I'll beat. I join in with you for sure. All right. It's my nice. least favorite Elton John song. Wow. Like, oh, I, I would go on. so far as I hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> I would close my window. JD would go inside and close his door, yeah. What's that? What? You don't like pick me up songs? You don't like, uh, like self. <laughs> Self-evolving type songs, or what's what is it? No, it's, it's not the lyrics. It's just, it's just 
I don't like the production on it. It screams 80s. It's just, I don't know. Well, it was in the 80s. I know. I know. <laughs> but so was Living on a Prayer, and I have no there, problem with that song. That's surprising you don't. You like that song, or you have no problem with that song. I know. Yeah. I thought you'd despise it I'm for a, sure. I'm a fickle, fickle, fickle man. I saw that one. I saw. I looked top ten list of sing along songs. I saw you know Sweet Carolina. I saw mm-hmm. Bon Jovi. I'm like, oh no, JD's gonna hate that. Can't do that. Oh one. come on. Okay, so you got Elton John. What are you doing first? Uh, my knees have recovered since the last time I played basketball, so I'm going to play basketball. Yeah, nice. that is a good answer. It's good. The self-quarantining has really let my knees uh, heal, so mm-hmm. I'm good to go. Speaking of playing basketball, Lee, how's uh, you got a full regulation court now outside your place <laughs> I, I saw on social media. What For those that have no idea what I'm talking about, what were you up to yesterday? Yeah, well, we're spending a lot of time outdoors because the weather's been pretty nice, and we've got a little hoop there. One of the neighbors actually has uh, the hoop because I've only got the like, the little tykes hoop. Yeah. One of the neighbors had one. He wheeled it out yesterday, and there was some uh, sidewalk chalk. And so while the kids were distracted, I had to tell them to go and ride their scooters for 10 minutes while I drew up the dimensions of a key and a three-point line <laughs> and uh, started shooting away. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun there. So, But the problem was when I did the NBA logo, I ran out of white chalk to fill in the uh, the Jerry West logo. So it's, on, it's, it's only half full. It's only half full. <laughs> that chalk goes fast, faster than oh, you expected. Oh, my God, it goes quickly. I couldn't believe it. Like, it's a big, like, how, how long is a, a piece of chalk? It's probably like... Uh, Six inches? Five or six inches, sure. Yeah. And by the time I finished doing the key, I think it was in purple, I was like, oh my God, I'm done here. Because I had envisioned like coloring it in and everything, making it beautiful. It's like, oh man, the kids are going to go crazy. The three-year-old kid whose chalk I've stolen is going to be upset. There's no chalk left for him. So, (laughs) How how long are we talking for your three-point shot there? What are we ah, you know, it's not NBA regulation, that's for sure. It's probably closer to high school, but uh, okay, yeah, yeah it looked look good. It looked like you did a pretty good job. <laughs> I love the attention to detail. There's one courtside seat, but it is knocked over and set on the curb because there's no fans allowed at NBA yeah. games right now. So. Yeah, exactly. We're well all done. social dis- social distancing. Yeah, so <laughs> okay. great fun though. Do you have answers for these, uh, JD? Uh, for the, I fell down a little bit of a rabbit hole when I was looking for a song to sing. Uh, basically, because I was looking for isolated vocals of songs to see what sounded good without a backing track. <laughs> okay. Uh, but then I was like, <laughs> "Wow, very detailed." Aren't yeah, you? and then and then I thought, you know what? Like I. I just kind of want to go up there and freak people out a bit, so I'm going to do Helter Skelter uh, <laughs> by Paul McCartney. It'll sound when something like this. The I go back to the top of the slide, and I stop, and I turn, and I go for a ride, and I get to the bottom, and I see you again! Yeah, yeah. I just think it would be so awesome. <laughs> you, don't you want me to make a I'm coming down fast, but don't let me break you. Anyway, it's so great. I've never heard that isolated. It's so cool. Yeah, no doubt. And at the end, he he kind of just loses it. Look out, Helter Skelter. Well, look out, Helter Skelter. She's coming down fast. Oh, my goodness. Yes, Ripping through my headphones. It reminded yes, me of the... Um, <laughs> it reminded me of the what, was it Smash Mouth? Yeah, the isolated hanging out with your friends. Yeah, I considered that one too. Oh, that Go find so that. Good. Go find that on the YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah, Smash Mouth. All uh, isolated. Uh, what is that? All Star. Uh, all my friends. It's not all. No, no, it's not All Star. Yeah, uh, you're right. 
What, what the hell is it called? Hanging out with my friends. Yeah. Hanging out with your friends. That's the other hit that they had. <laughs> oh, the Shit. isolated no, race. Days like these. Days oh, like yeah. these. <laughs> it's days like these. So good. <laughs> when he gets to that chorus, too, it's amazing. <laughs> it's days like these you really want to have now. That's what I'm talking about. And don't you know it's days like these that make you want to chill, enjoy the ride. And then the first thing I'm doing is I'm, well, drinking on a patio, yes, but I, hitting the gym. I'm getting fat again. Oh, no. <laughs> what you, what you, you've got a nice garage. Why don't you just I shut know. up? And... Yeah, we've been trying in there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. You need to be like yelled at by need, somebody. Or yeah, some... other than my wife. <laughs> Get Paul McCartney in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, next one here. Uh, hey, Daryl Armstrong and a dunk contest crew. Sorry, Tass, cool. this isn't going to be a short email. Well, that's cool. Um, I'm <laughs> listening to your White Man Can Jump episode and reminding me of what effect this movie had on my life. In 2009, I was sitting around the house killing time before hooping and decided to watch White Man Can't Jump, a movie I'd never actually seen since my mom was letting me watch rated R movies back in 92. A real Sally there, Kirby situation. There. Yeah. I saw the Jeopardy scenes and thought, hey, I know a few things. <laughs> I went to Jeopardy's website and they weren't accepting applicants, but Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was accepting video applications through midnight. I sent off a 45 second video and a few weeks later I was invited to take an online test. A week later, I got a call asking if I would like to come to New York to be on the show. I did, and spoiler alert, I ended up winning $15,000 walking away on the question, who is Alberto Contador? Alberto Contador, I guess? I'm guessing Lee knows who he is. Lee, do you know? Yeah, Alberto Contador is a Spanish cyclist. That's I think right. he won the Tour de France. Yeah, he won. Uh, I don't know if he won it more than once, but he definitely won it once. <laughs> well, this capped off one of the best years of my life as I had spent the first part backpacking through South America and ended it winning $15,000 for knowing some random stuff. So my question to you guys is, what's your best or your favorite year of your life and why? That's from Zach. What a story. Wow. That's uh, amazing. And that white man can't jump. The Jeopardy scene got him onto Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah, that's crazy. To meet, I, I assume, would that have been Regis? Uh, I'm not would really sure been, at guess. this point. Um, yeah, probably. Um, and went in the 15K. Walking away, too. The smart, straight smart. up walk away. I don't know who uh, this Alberto character is. <laughs> so I'll just take my 15K. See you later, Regis. 15. Wasn't it 16 and 32? I don't know. Yeah, that it part... was. It changed. I was thinking the same. So I, did, I got deep into the Googles, and it appears that literally 10 years ago to the day is when this man was on. Who wants to be to the mil- really? millionaire? Are you yeah. serious? Like you found the episode? Zach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. That is amazing. All right. So anyway, the question is, what's your favorite best year of your life Lee you got one sticks out well I'm taking out the years that I got married or had a baby because those ones are obviously pretty memorable and, and won't really be topped so I'll uh, I'll go back in time to 1998 was when I moved out of my parents home and I went overseas and lived in London and it was great uh, it was like the first real big life changing experience for me uh, you know worked at a at a uh, hotel bar there and just met friends from all over the world some people I'm sort of still in touch with today uh, loosely you know not not too much we've grown apart a little bit but you know people from Sweden and Zaire and Egypt Colombia like um, it was great it was such a such a big awakening for me uh, and such a big moment and it was funny actually Tash you were like this because I lived in a big hostel and there was a couple of Greek blokes in there Manos and Titos and uh, and uh, they used to just smoke joints just non-stop non-stop I, I remember uh, T- Titos and his joints were just like they were the biggest things I've ever seen in my life uh, Titos uh, didn't like vodka? <laughs> I, no he liked Uzo he was, he was drinking Uzo non-stop as well like water and uh, anyway so one night um, I was in their room 
and uh, and they pulled out the bottle bong and they said, hey, you want to try this? And I was like, you know, again, I was 22. I was like, sure, I'll try it. <laughs> this bong, it was like sucking on an exhaust pipe of a car. <laughs> It was the most toxic thing. And anyway, so I, I played it cool for about a minute and then said, all right, guys, I'm going to go to bed. I went back to my bedroom and vomited up everything I'd eaten for about three weeks. It was just crazy. <laughs> and then uh, and then I saw Titos the next day and he's like, yeah, hey, you like that bog? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. He goes, oh, we're having another one tonight. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll see, Titos. I'll see, man. But uh... <laughs> yeah, it was a really, <laughs> really, really fun year. It was. What a year. I vomited everything I ate that year. Uh, I couldn't believe what I vomited and how much I was vomiting. I was like, I didn't even, like, I, it was just, just kept coming and coming and coming out of my mouth. But this bong, and Titos and Manos was like, like, it was like they were sipping on a beer with this bong. They would just put it up and they would just, I was like, oh my God, how are you guys doing this? You know, but. Maybe you didn't take yeah. your finger off the hole. Maybe that's. I don't know. I don't know. I think, I, I think maybe I just tried to impress them by taking yeah. a yeah. really mm. big inhale. You know, and uh, and it was too much for my, uh, you know, too much for my body to handle. I mean, when you're hanging with Titos and Manos, you want to show them what, what's up. Ah, uh, yeah, T- Titos was great because um, he he was seeing a, a girl, and uh, one of his one of his like next door roommates could hear him have sex like in the morning, and and, and when he was confronted about it, Titos was like. Yeah, she wakes up, she's horny, what can I do? <laughs> like, not denying it, not trying to like, all right, I'll try to keep it down. It's just like, I can't help it, man. I can't help it. You're just going to have to put up with it. <laughs> classic. classic. Oh, my does. goodness. Oh, I mean, how does anybody follow that? I don't even think we should try. Oh, God. Oh, I hope that is uh, one of the chapters in your book. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Titos and Manos. Yeah, yeah, that's a chapter. Manos's name was. Um, I think Manos's name was Emanuelito. Oh uh, no! Uh, <laughs> no, his name wasn't Spanish. Uh, no, uh, Manoli, Manolis, maybe. Or, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't remember what Titos's name was, but I know it wasn't was short for something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Oh. He taught me. He taught me my words. I, I milata inglaca when I. When I, was <laughs> okay. when I, when I said Titos. Teach me. Teach me how to say. Uh, how do you speak English? Can and you say milata? <laughs> Milata no, Inglaca, no? Aglica. Close enough. Anyway, all right. Just anybody go, anybody no, want this just one? Go no. To the next no. Question. no hey, dinkers and dumpers. Echoing everyone else, love that the podcast is still going in these tough times. If the 1920 season does continue or goes straight to the playoffs, we know that the eventual NBA Finals winner will have an asterisk on their title. This would be similar to putting an asterisk on the Raptors' 2019 championship due to the injuries on the Warriors. More than likely, you can put an asterisk on every championship, mentioning things like the Malice in the Palace, disrupting the Pacers, or suspensions and knocking off the Nash Suns. My challenge to you, put an asterisk on every NBA Finals championship as far back as you can go. Turn up, love you guys. Awesome. And shout out to Jostens. Classic. Pat in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Lee, we thought you would be the best one to answer this. So put an asterisk on every championship. Okay, well, obviously the Raptors is an easy one. No Kevin Durant for the most part, and then Clay goes down in Game 6. Otherwise, the Warriors win that series. Ooh. 2018, if Chris Paul doesn't pop his hamstring in the Western Conference Finals, the Rockets were leading 3-2, the Warriors wouldn't have even made the Finals, Ooh. and the Rockets would have won that championship beating the Cavs. 2017, no one counts KD's first championship. He pulled the weakest move in NBA history. Uh, and... If OKC hadn't blown that 3-1 lead over the 2016 Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, he would have never joined the Warriors, and the Thunder would have been going back-to-back 
in 2017 anyway because they would have won the championship in 2016 and 17. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, taking that one off the table. <laughs> 2016, pretty obvious one here. Yeah. Draymond gets suspended in Game 5. Andrew Bogut also gets injured and doesn't play after Game 5 in the series. 2015, Kevin Love goes down in the first round of the playoffs and then Kyrie goes down in Game 1 of the finals. So the mm-hmm. Cavs would have won that series in a sweep. <laughs> now, 2014 was an interesting one. I had to dig a little for this one. But if you remember, and Trey was there, in Game 1 of that series in San Antonio, the air conditioners weren't working. That's right. Hot game. Yep. And LeBron cramped up yep. in that fourth quarter and the Spurs went on a big run. Now, if you listen to some of the Spurs after the game as well, Tim Duncan was like, oh, yeah, it was fine. I used to play like that uh, under those conditions in the Virgin Islands days. Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili also likened it to playing in Europe. So I think the Spurs purposely broke the air conditioners Mm -hmm. to injure LeBron. Now, he won game two, but he was injured for the remainder of the series. He couldn't come back. So... Really, I think the Spurs rigged that series. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if you go to 2013, it was the flukiest shot in NBA history by Ray Allen after he travelled, and the Spurs would have won Game Six anyway if the refs didn't stop the clock. I love this. Is that a right place, right time? Or, uh... Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you remember as well, the Spurs were going to try and win down the ball, and the, and the refs stopped the clock so they could check it was a three pointer. We all knew it was a three pointer. Uh, otherwise, the Spurs would have scored and won that game anyway. So, <laughs> so take that one away from the Heat. <laughs> 2012, simple, shortened season. They never count. They only played 66 yep. games, so yep. LeBron doesn't count. The Mavs, 2011, that was the first season they went against uh, LeBron and the Heat. That was the Heat's first season, so they weren't really used to playing with each other. So the, so the, Mavs, got, the Mavs got lucky then. Oh, okay. 2010, Lakers, Kendrick Perkin gets injured in Game 6. And as Doc Rivers said, he never lost a series with his preferred starting five. Right, so, right. you know, that would have held up. Not wrong. 20, t- 2009, well, Orlando. I mean, come on, we're not really counting Orlando. There was no KG for the Celtics that season. Uh, he was injured late into the season and missed the entire playoffs. And we were supposed to have LeBron and Kobe in the finals that year. But LeBron got too carried away seeing that the Celtics were out. He forgot to play against the, Th- uh, the Magic, and the Magic won that uh, Eastern Conference final series anyway. So well, that, I wouldn't that... say LeBron forgot to play in that Magic series. Well, I think you know, everybody and... else on his team did. LeBron's <laughs> numbers were insane in that series. Yeah, yeah but, but he, was, he, was, he was getting ready for the finals when he should have been worried sure, about the sure. Eastern Conference He was looking finals. ahead, yeah. 2008, no Andrew Bynum for the Lakers. Um, and <laughs> listen, if you're the Celtics, right? <laughs> They stacked that team with Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett in the offseason. But listen, the Lakers started Vladimir Radmanovich in the finals every single game. <laughs> listen. You're not celebrating a championship because you had to beat Vladimir Radmanovich. So take that one off the table. 2007, the Spurs. I mean, that was you may as well have beaten LeBron's high school team. Come on. LeBron, they, LeBron was ahead of his time. You know, remember that team, Booby Gibson and Drew Gooden and those guys. Come on, get out of here. Uh, and... Uh, and also, that was the year the Mavs won 67 games and got knocked out of the first round. Right. I think something, something fishy went on there. 2006, <laughs> the, the refs. The refs won that for Miami. Uh, Dallas, six minutes away from going 3-0 up, and then Dwayne Wade shoot, shoots about 800,000 free throws the rest of that series. Rigged, for sure. Uh, 2000, 2005, the San Antonio Spurs. The most boring seven-game series we've ever seen against the Pistons. No one remembers. No one cares. That doesn't count. 2004, the Pistons. I mean, how could they not win this series? This was the height of the Kobe-Shaq drama. Shaq was traded in the offseason afterwards. Um, So they basically just had to turn up the Pistons and they won that series. No no Karl Malone in game game five, I think, for the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Okay, that's your weakest one. Yeah. 2003 and 2002, I'm not counting either of those because the Nets were 
were in the finals. Um, I mean, you know, that was a dark time in the Eastern Conference. So the, the Spurs and the Lakers don't get a championship. And besides, 2002, we all know the Lakers shouldn't have even been there in the first place if it wasn't for Robert Ory's uh, miracle in Game 4. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the Lakers wouldn't have even advanced. So I got to 2001. Okay. And the Sixers had the MVP, the Defensive Player of the Year, the Sixth Man of the Year, and the Coach of the Year. And they won game one in Los Angeles, the only game the Lakers lost for the entire playoffs. But then they got uh, swept from there. So I found that I thought 2001 was the last time we had a legit champion (laughs) win fairly and squarely. Well done, Lee. You know what? The funny thing about this was as well, the 76ers who had a 56 and 26 record the last game of the regular season they were at home against the Chicago Bulls who were 14 and 67 at the time if the Sixers win that game they would have had home court for the entire playoffs huh. against the Lakers of course they lose that game they rested Iverson and Tombe they lose that game and that ended up costing them home court against the Lakers too wow. so yeah uh, but yeah that's where I found it 2001 was the last time we had an honest winner of the NBA championship. Those are just straight, up, straight up facts from Leo. <laughs> that was incredible, Lee. Great job. Great job. All right, next one here. Hello, No Dunkers. Longtime listener and fellow Toronto sports media employee, TSN associate producer. Shout out to Tass. With the coronavirus, we've had to postpone our wedding. Obviously, we're both devastated, especially my fiance. I want to cheer her up. So here's my question Can you recall something that went wrong about your wedding time now that you look back and laugh at it with your wife? That's from Rizwan Z. JD? Uh, uh, well, we got married in Mexico, so uh, which was fine. It was great. Uh, there was a complication because we didn't – they sort of scammed us a little bit, we thought. Uh, there, we had to get some kind of affidavit from somewhere. It was very small print on the contract. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they were, they, we had to pay the judge like $800 cash to mm. get married, uh, but that's not it. Uh, but because of all that, we sort of over. There was some oversights, and one thing that I over that I didn't think about, which is weird for me, was music for the actual ceremony. Mm. Just didn't even occur to me to even think of it wow. of it at all. So how we, how ironic a man that I know. Uh, so we got married on the beach, and Rachel walked down the aisle. The, I'm hearing this for the first time. There's no rehearsal or anything to the to the entertainer, which is the this. Oh, no. Yes, but not this version. This is the original 1902 version. But the, the the theme from the Sting, basically. So she walked down the aisle to this, and it was hilarious. And it was just like wow, like of anything they could have they could have picked. Anything. <laughs> the I, mean, I think they're like, hey, this is happy. They're like, uh, yeah. put some jazzy on. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Uh, so that was uh, that oh. was funny. And then when we were married and we walked out, it was just this sexy jam. Like, <laughs> totally something you'd hear in a strip club. Like, And uh, we were dying laughing. Okay. So it was funny, but it was also, you know, if we cared, it would have been a disaster. Okay. Either of you guys? Uh, when we got married, we had moved a whole bunch of stuff into our house ahead of time, including we didn't realize Laura's veil. So it was the day of the wedding. She realized, oh, I don't have my veil that I'm going to be wearing. My mom offered to go and drive it. And my mom, 
is horrible at directions. So (laughs) it was a snowy, icy day. The roads were terrible, and she had to drive, I don't know, probably 40 minutes to get to our house to find the veil, and then she had to get back. Went the wrong way. And is just freaking out, obviously. I mean, my mom, (laughs) my mom in a crisis, it could be a bit of an issue. (laughs) It's a whole new crisis. Exactly. exactly. And it's like, I'm not going to be helping you. I'm not going to be on the phone this whole time. We're waiting to like to walk down the aisle, all this kind of stuff. Laura's busy getting ready. So Laura gives the phone to her uncle who is great at directions, talks my mom all the way back from wherever she ended up, like an hour and a half away to get back oh for God. the wedding, like maybe five minutes before the wedding started. So no veil was... Veil, locked in, had the veil, all good to go. Oh, she eventually got Got the back the, oh, right damn. in time, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, but uh, my mom was stressing a little that she was going to miss the wedding. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Wasn't probably playing it the coolest, which is why it was good. Laura gave the phone to her Uncle Billy. He's got like the, like, the nicest, soothingest voice. Right. I'm like the, the one man to talk to in the crisis. It's like the air traffic controller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Landing the plane. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, go ahead, Tess, if you got one. I don't have a, I don't have any regrets or anything that went crazy at the end of ours, but... Maybe this the sing along question here got me thinking about uh, our music at our, our our shindig. Your boy Brian was our DJ, a Toronto legend. Yeah, yeah. he's incredible. Maybe we would have talked about having some more sing alongs at the end of ours. It mm-hmm. was it was a little more. Uh, we're dancing the night away. We're we're partying like the uh, the, uh, the the Mexican selection committee there with JDs. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I think maybe we would have talked about some. Some sing-along jams just to finish it off. I mean, we ended up doing it afterwards anyways on our own. I I definitely recall seeing a video of me belting out boys to men pretty obnoxiously. Uh, But that was afterwards. So, yeah, maybe we'll talk to a YBB about that a little bit. What about you, Lily? Yeah, uh, same sort of theme here with music. Um, A friend of Roxana's is this guy from Columbia who was a DJ, and he DJed a few other of her friends' weddings, and he had a pretty good reputation. So we uh, hired him, and we were getting married on a Saturday night, and on the Thursday uh, we called him and just sort of confirmed all the details and time, and he was like, yep, 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 no worries. And then on the Friday I sent him another text message just to sort of, again, you know, just to confirm that he was going to be there and where he he was going to set up and all that, and he didn't respond. So I didn't think too much of it. Saturday morning, uh, same sort of thing. I sent him a follow-up, didn't hear too much. And then we were getting married at like 6 o'clock at night, and we had not heard from him all day. Oh. And, and we, were, we were both just looking at each other, and I said, well, I, I mean, I don't know. We just, like, I guess we're just not going to have music. <laughs> and then he just turned up without a care in the world about an hour before we got married, wow. got, got set up set up all the speakers he put on an awesome show it was great music but he i said did you get my messages he said yeah and i was like why didn't you respond and he was just i don't know i was like okay well you're here now so just you know have have fun do your best and it did turn out great but uh i would have liked a little bit of uh, stronger communication from him yeah it certainly would have eased my uh, concerns a little i bet uh my answer to this is my basically entire sort of wedding uh, sort of went wrong in a way now because we Nora and I we didn't have like a traditional wedding uh, with guests and all that we were just getting married basically right when we came here to the states um, we were just gonna go get married at the courthouse which we did but we thought that was like similar things that we had seen in Toronto where we had gone to weddings smaller weddings um, just at the courthouse or stuff like that where it's still sort of your own mm-hmm. what we found out when we showed up that day in our sort of time slot was we were being 
communally married with another 40 couples. Like a cult. Yeah, it was very cult-like. Um, we were not expecting this. There were some very fascinating couples uh, getting married that day. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say some of them are still not married. Um, but it was really weird. Uh, our judge, the Honorable Pinky T. Toomer, um, who we just found out uh, just retired. Uh, so, uh, yeah, happy trails to Pinky T. Toomer. Um, but, yeah, it was like it was legit like a – you know, okay, and like the bailiff was like a stand-up comedian, like you know he was doing like a bit at the beginning, like you know the whole thing of like uh, just listen to whatever your wife says and you'll have a great life. You know, it's like yeah. he had done it a million times and he killed it every time, and people were <laughs> loving it. And like it ended up being like we look back and laugh at it now because like whatever we got the paperwork and we were married, and it was just so weird though doing it. You know. All right, guys, all together. Like, it's so strange. Wow. Um, are you the now married to another 30 we people might be. as well? I think we are. I honestly think we are. Uh, but we, it was funny, like, after you, like, are officially sort of married, uh, you know, everybody's, like, high-fiving. <laughs> and like, it. yeah, That's we did it, cool. guys. So that part was fun. <laughs> I mean, you didn't know these people at all. But, uh, yeah, it was some real bonding experience. But, wow. Uh, Can you imagine how long you would have had to wait if you went one at a time, though? I well, mean, we did... You did go up for a very brief second, like just the two of you, ah. like but like a you know, um, it's a rotating, like a, yeah, rota- yeah, yeah, it's a roulette. Yes, or you just like okay, you like you had to like say something, and that was it. And you could, belt. and you had the mm. you could kiss your bride if you wanted to, yeah. uh, or your significant other, um, which like half the people did, half didn't, but they didn't want you to because they wanted to like let's yeah. go. We got like forty people <laughs> here. Man, it was strange. It was strange. Oh, yeah. I imagine one couple probably just went in for a really long kiss, and the judge is, like, banging on the gavel. Come on! Order! Wrap it up! Order! <laughs> and, like, there was, like, some guests, like, I throw that in quotation, they were in, like, the jury box. Like, I mean, it was... And we didn't know this. Like, I don't think we would have gone through with this if we had known this was the case. We thought, again, it was, like, a really sort of just a private bang, you know, quick, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, we were just with all these randoms. Wow. And it was... we Like, we almost laughed, I remember. We are like, are we going to do this? Like... They're like, ah, let's just see how it goes. And now we look back and laugh. Shout out to Pinky T. Tumor. <laughs> okay, next one here. Hey, No Dunks. I'm a lifelong Wizards fan and have an unwavering bias towards our players. I recently got into an argument with my dad about how good John Wall was before these last three, count them three, injured seasons. Prime John Wall was one of the best and most fun players to watch in the league. He had unmatched speed, top-tier court vision, and chase down blocks comparable to the king himself. However, his attitude, leadership, injuries, lack of jump shot seem to have most people hesitant to praise him as a great point guard slash player. Who is a player you hold in higher regards than other basketball nerds? Alternatively, just talk about John Wall for five minutes. That's from Ben G. I actually threw this question on Twitter yesterday. Uh, I thought it was a fun one that people would probably have some interesting responses to. There was a lot, a lot of replies, but a lot of people I think didn't understand the question because I got like answers to this on Twitter, like Chris Bosh and Steve Nash and Kyle Lowry. But like to me, I would say more basketball nerds hold them in higher regard than maybe like sort of I don't know a casual fan or something mm-hmm. like that. Does that you know what I mean? Like I sure. sort of think they maybe either didn't understand the question or they were coming about it backwards. So I did get some responses that I like though, and I'll just read a couple here. Uh, Andrew Doucette wrote Gerald Green. He seemed like he had everything a good player needs. You know, awesome athlete, historically great leaper and dunker. Seems like a great shooter. Should be a good defender. But the advanced stats tell a different story. 
think that's a pretty good sure. one. I, I'd like that one. Um, Jeremy sure. Dalton said the criminally overlooked and perpetually cool AF Eddie Jones. Oh, nice oh, one. Yeah, I love that one. one. Yeah. And then I saw like votes for DeLon Wright, Larry Johnson, Jamal Crawford, Andre Miller, Elvin Williams. I think that's more along the lines. Um, Elvin Williams is a great one being yeah, that's a, a, good one. a longtime Raptors fan. Uh, but, I was yeah. very pissed Gerald Green wasn't drafted by the Raptors mm, back in yeah. 05. Yep. When 18th dropped on a lot of people's boards. Lee, who do you have to add to that list? Well, my, mine's a little bit sort of, uh, not, certainly not an all-star, but a guy who spent his entire career for the same team is Nick Collison. I, I thought he was a yep. very, very good player. Um, you know, the sort of guy who understood he was never going to be the star of the team, came off the bench as well late, but always, always played really well. You know, just solid defensively, offensively very good Um just a really smart player. I mean, if you remember that that 2011 playoffs against the Mavericks, um, when the uh, the Mavericks won and they went on to win the championship, he was actually the one who was defending Dirk a lot. Now Dirk was incredible in that series, but I actually think Collison defended him as well as anyone could have defended him. Um, and I, I just always thought he was one of those players, like great to have on your team. I mean, the fact that he did spend his entire career with the Thun, you know, Sonics and Thunder. Um, I think sort of showed that. And, and um, I just thought, you know, he's never, ever going to have a big highlight real mixtape or anything like that. But every time he played, I thought he was valuable on the court. So, uh, you know, not a lot of people really care about Nick Collison, but yep. I always thought he was a good player. It's a good answer. You guys got anyone else? Well, I mean, everybody knows I love Brad Miller. I don't think he's oh. a player who people are going to remember in 20 years from now. But he played 14 seasons, made a couple of all-star games. The numbers aren't crazy. 11, 7, and 3 for his entire career. But he probably would have been better if you uh, came into the league in, you know, 2008 rather than 1998. Because shooting the threes, passing from the high post, that would work today. But I also do feel like this is a hard question. Because I saw your tweet last night, Skeets, and people are listing, like, Anthony Tolliver. And I'm like, man, I, yeah. these people... Basketball nerds, there, there's a group of basketball nerds that appreciate everybody. Because I'm like, man, I, I love Ed Davis. But guess what? There's 5,000 people who love Ed Davis as well on Twitter. Yeah. Everybody has um, a favorite out there. Yep. So it's really hard to find somebody that you don't hear a lot of talk about. So let me toss this name out there. Beloved amongst the No Dunks crew. Wancho Hernan Gomez. Wancho. Uh, <laughs> where's Wancho? He actually had a decent little half season there yep, yep. for the Minnesota Timberwolves, putting up 13 a game, knocking down the three. It always blows my mind. You slipped it in there, but Brad Miller, multiple-time All-Star. Back-to-back seasons. Yeah, it's just uh And wasn't it different conferences? In that's the, right. In, yep. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly right. Tass, anyone else to add? Um, I'm going to go with the current guy, Bogdan Bogdanovich of the Sacramento good Kings. Good one. I'm high on him. Yeah. I guess some some definitely some nerdlings are, are high on him as well, and I don't quite think he could be the leading scorer on a great team, but a second guy, yeah, I think that's a high ceiling for him, but why the heck not? Definitely swayed by his occasional game winner, his international play for sure. Yeah, his name coming up a few times on yesterday's uh, podcast where we counted down the top 10 games you should go back and rewatch from the 2019-20 season. Honorable mention, and then there was one game, one of those game winners uh, that he knocked down against the Rockets made the list. All right, a few more questions here. Hey, no Dunkin' Donuts. I prefer Krispy Kreme. I'm not a longtime listener, but when I started, I was hooked. I haven't missed an episode yet. I'm one of your closer listeners because I live in Brandon, Mississippi. I teach martial arts, and I'm a fourth-degree black belt. I was wondering if any of you No Dunks members have ever tried any form of martial arts, maybe karate or taekwondo or even a self-defense class. If not, would you be interested in trying any style of martial arts? Nobody visits Mississippi, but if you do... I got you guys on a free group private lesson. That's from mm. Katie. 
thank you, Katie. Thank you for the offer. You know what? Down down the line somewhere, we'll we'll get over to Brandon, Mississippi, sure. and do a do a karate class or something <laughs> like that. No belts. Has anybody done any martial arts? Lee, have you ever dabbled in the martial arts? Uh, I think when I was eight years old, I went to a, a karate class. Um, but we didn't do like I was expecting to do chops and kicks and you know roundhouses and all that. <laughs> but the first lesson was just like stretching and breathing and, and and things like that. And I just was like, this sucks, man. I don't want to go back. So I, ne- I never went back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one and done. Yeah, I was. I was just like, oh man, I, you know, because it was around the time Karate Kid came out. So everyone was oh, yeah. like, oh, I want to just do the crane yeah, kick all day. But, yeah. Uh, you know, it was like, you know, the the instructor was like, this is not here. You're not here to fight. You're here to learn, you know. The, it's about discipline, man. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I was just like, nah, I'm, I'm done. But hey, listen, Katie, I'd love to come out to Mississippi and try again, though. You okay. Know? I've, I've been watching Cobra Kai, so I'm ready to go again. <laughs> I can't stop. I, I keep seeing that QuickBooks commercial with, uh, is it Martin Cove? The, the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he's in. It's like on my TV every two seconds. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I did a Tai Chi class a couple of years ago. Whoa, kind of like what Lee uh, experienced. I did not go back. It was slow. It's uh, well. It's yeah. It's I mean, it's meant to be slow. slow. <laughs> it's it's it's. I, I don't know. I kind of enjoyed. Like I I had been to China once, and I'd seen a few times of. A few times I was up at six in the morning, usually because I was still up from uh, the night before. I saw so many old Chinese people in the park doing their Tai Chi. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try that one day. It's a good mental mental strain, mental uh, exercise, but man, it's tough. It's oh. tough to really, to really like it. It was, and I was with literally everybody was like 60 uh, yeah. plus in yeah. this class. I, I, it's unbelievable that's your answer because I did Tai Chi once. <laughs> because I had a crush on a girl named Amber, and that was the only reason I did it. I actually did it for longer than I, I, I was, could believe. Like, I did it for a couple weeks, if not months, um, at a class in Stratford. Wow. But I was did. she impressed? No, not really. I don't think so. <laughs> she was probably like, what the hell are you here? Um, <laughs> it didn't really work. Um, was she teaching the class? No, she was She was taking it, if I remember correctly. And like that's why I was like, oh, I'll take it too. Sure, like, yeah. She asked or something like something that. In it was like, it wasn't just me. It was like a little tiny group of us, I remember. And I I sort of lasted longer than most. Because, yeah, it's uh, especially, I was like a high schooler. I mean, it's, yeah, it's all about obviously breathing and and. You know, it's it's very slow on purpose. Um, um, but yeah, Tai Chi. That's the only thing I've never taken karate or Taekwondo or any of that. I never did that as a kid. I did karate as a kid when I was like uh, yeah, like the eight year old range. I don't know exactly. I only remember a few things from it. One, we got awesome jackets. Like like uh, just wearing jackets around. I tried to put it on over the summer, thinking you know like most of my stuff from when I was a kid. I bought the same size that I wear now because that's just what the look was. Doesn't fit. Oh. Too small. Very bad. Um. The other thing I remember, uh, like a week before I was going to be testing for my yellow belt, they came out with this new uh, like hierarchy for, for the belts where you had to get three black tabs on your beginner's white belt before you could even get to the yellow belt. So the highest level I ever got to was one black tab wow. on my white belt. Ooh, at least it was black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, you're sort of a black Telling belt. Telling kids at school, yeah, I got a black belt. I mean, it's just like a tiny little piece of electrical tape, but it's fine. And the other was uh, we had like our first sparring, and I remember they had to stop my, my sparring match because I just kept punching the kid in the face. Whoa. Like zero kicks. I just kept punching him in the head. And they're like, uh, we're not really trying to fight here. I was like, well, we're sparring. Yeah. 
That's exactly what we're doing. Yeah, I was like, look at my belt. I was like, uh, then why'd you give me these gloves and helmet? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess uh, never really got into the kicks game. Unfortunately, that was probably it's once you got that yellow belt, they teach you the kicks. It's because you didn't trust standing on your one small foot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Teeter over. Uh, your kids did a lot of. I did. Yeah. Karate. Like, did um, you ever do it? I've never done it. No. no wow. Uh, yeah, but they were into taekwondo for a while. They went pretty. High-ish, yeah, what, what'd they get up to? I don't know. Purple, is that a color? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. I think they do have different <laughs> colors depending on your yeah. discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was good for them. The, you know, it, it helped with, uh, it helped keep them in shape, that's for sure, yeah. when they were in it. Uh, abs of steel, those kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of a lot of breathing, a lot of stretching, a lot of planks, a lot of push-ups, a lot of discipline, uh, which is good. And, you know, and they learned how to, take each other's heads off so we ended up getting a bob one of those uh, punching bag dudes yeah. so now they punch uh, they punch and kick bob nice which is great because uh, we don't want to go to the hospital these days well, did they <laughs> did they actively say like i'm done with this though uh it was actually my wife because uh where it was the place that they were going to uh was in alpharetta uh, which is way too far oh uh, i gotcha, gotcha so uh well so it's not know, like the kids were like eh, i don't want uh, they did sort of lose interest uh, a little bit but uh you did, know as, as it happens didn't they start doing uh kendo or at least uh yeah lincoln got into kendo for uh, which is crazy which is like uh, I mean, when you see it wooden yeah. swords basically <laughs> it sticks but it's yeah. yeah it's it's sword fighting but everybody has helmets on. So everybody has helmets and sort of like Sith outfits almost. Uh, the, the kendo attracts the real, uh, <laughs> the real dorks, man. But you're you're whacking the other person in the head. You right? are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But it's a it's like a rattan or bamboo stick or. Whatever. I guess, yeah, I guess I just saw it. I was wa- I was in the the gym where they uh, they do that kind of thing one day. I was walking by and they've got bars on the windows, which was also another part of it. And I look through and I just see. People just whacking each other on yep. the head. Yep. I'm like, well, this is what it. What are these people doing? It's a martial art. Yeah, Sounds like the martial art for me. Yeah. Yeah. Straight facers. Yeah, they have fun. That's for sure. All right, last question here. Hello, no dunkarinos. It's a great time to be a dog. <laughs> is this from a dog? <laughs> <laughs> They're reportedly immune to COVID-19, and many of their owners are now home full time for absolutely no reason, as far as they're concerned. As Bill Simmons might say, this is apex mountain for the dogs of the world. <laughs> My question is, what animal, aside from cats, would make the best replacement for dogs as the standard in domesticated pets? My first thought was monkeys, but they're a little too smart. Mm. You need a nice intelligence barrier, and dogs slot in there nicely. <laughs> Curious to hear your thoughts. That's from Ben in Sydney, Australia. Fun question to end with here. I actually looked it up. In a 2016 study, guys... Dutch scientists analyzed 90 mammal species for pet suitability. Hmm. And they came up with these as your top five animals. Number one was a spotted deer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's some crazy ones on here. At number two and three, it was two different forms of a wallaby. Okay. Yeah, that one makes a little bit more sense. Number four was a llama. And number five was the Asian palm civet, which is like sort of like a little cat, sort of raccoon-looking type of thing. Um, And those were the top five. Started SARS that civet. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. It's like what? These a tiny raccoon, right? Little like cat raccoon vibe. Yeah, yeah, I like it. That's sort of cute. Um, But uh, I don't know about that. That list that they're coming up with there. A lot of outdoor animals there. Yeah. Right. Right. 
I was I thinking guess. more indoors. Yeah. So what do you got? I got bunny. I, yeah, I, yeah. Standard bunny. I, I was kicking around a bunny with Nora last night too. But bunnies mm. crap everywhere though. I'm, uh, it's the one thing. Mm. Can you not train them? Can you not like maybe house train? Yeah, them? maybe. Maybe you can. Probably. I don't think you can because they're bunnies. They're you don't stupid. think they're? You don't think they're smart <laughs> enough? Too dumb. So. Yeah, and that's. I, I'm with Ben. You need an, an intelligence barrier. Danielle's. I asked Danielle this question. She said a guinea pig because they're smart. I'm like no, mm. no opposite you don't want a smart animal <laughs> what about what about just a pig that's that's number one on my list yeah yeah, mm. yeah. you can apparently train them they're supposed to be smart and I, I, that's what this was laura's thought too and i was like but don't pigs eat so much she's like not if it's a pet like not if it's domesticated it'll will not if it's not used to eating all day it'll just eat normal times mm. so i don't know george clooney had one did he <laughs> yeah he had a pot belly pig he's cool yeah. lady do you have an answer for this uh, a cockatoo. Uh, you, can, uh, you know, you can definitely train them, get them speaking and, um, you know, hanging out. And I don't think they would cause too many problems in the house. I am not a fan of, I'm not a fan of bird pets, though. I don't know. About no? Crap all over the house. Yeah. Crap. Well, that, yeah. Yeah. And a caged bird. Yeah, I don't pretty- like it. Well, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't keep it caged though. Like I would have the cage there for it if it wants to sleep. But otherwise, it can just. Oh, hang out okay, house. okay. Respect. Free range cockatoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's, that's. We're gonna end on that domesticated pet ideas that we got. Any any other ones you want to throw in the mix? Uh, a koala. I feel like that's a, maybe similar to a wallaby in the same realm, you know. And uh, I'm just trying to like think of animals that are almost the size of a baby for holding ones. Right. Um, so I think you could hold that, and also a squirrel. Would they be too crazy inside of a house? I don't know. I know um, people right now um, that are like, uh, they found a baby squirrel sure. on the side of the road or something like that, and they're nursing it to full health, I guess, that you then, I guess you release it then? I think you can. I don't know. I honestly don't know, but I've they're doing that. I've people who have like um, <laughs> sugar gliders, like those tiny little flying squirrels that are like three inches yeah. long. So, I mean, what do you do with them? You just put them on your shoulder and like let them sit there? Yeah. Feed him a nut every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, I want a good snuggle from an animal. That's yeah, why I like that's, a, that's tough. A dog's a nice, I like a, a good size. I don't want anything too big or too small. Mm-hmm. Aren't that, a, what about a rat? Rats are, domesticated rats are supposed to be not bad. Hard pass. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're uh, just gross. Oh. That's the thing. Oh. Even even the characters in the Tiger King were freaked out by a rat in the top drawer of a dresser. <laughs> the other day. <laughs> those dudes are like a rat, no way! <laughs> I can't wait for season two, Rat King, <laughs> starring JD. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd wear a rat around. Have, be one of those guys has it on his shoulder all the time. Oh, like, the, like the Rat Man on University Ave in Toronto for. <laughs> I'm just happy nobody said ferrets. Mm. Oh, I hate ferrets. Yeah, I I, I just mainly because I had a bad experience when I went to my babysitter's as a as a young kid, and she had ferrets, and they're just and like they're just. I mean, at least hers were like vicious little things and just weasels, and they stink. Oh, they God, they stink. Hated those, and they were their pets. Um, So people do have them, but ugh. Speaking of ferrets, I don't know if a possum is in the same family, but it seems like they look like they yeah, are. Anyways, yeah, they might be. I went outside pitch black a couple of days ago and just dropping off my compost. And the composter turned around, and a couple of beady eyes looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Got freaked out a little bit by a possum with that long tail. Oh, and I just 
shifty went away under <laughs> underneath my deck. I'm like, oh, jeez. Apparently don't ra- like those uh, raccoons are, like, taking over Toronto right now. Because mm-hmm, everyone's inside? Yeah, like, we got free this. rain. And I was thinking I went for a walk last night, and, you like, people are putting out their garbage and stuff like that down here in Atlanta. And I, it hit me. I'm like, yeah, we don't have raccoons. There's no yeah. raccoons because, like, our garbage cans here and, and recycling bins and all that are just, like, easy flip-it-open lids, you know? Like, in Toronto, you got to have, like, those things are on lockdown. Yeah. I mean, like, they, and even the raccoons have figured out how to, like, twist and turn and open. I'm like, yeah, they're damn, so man, smart. raccoons are creepy smart, man. We yeah. had a, oh. we had a, a in, our, in our house in Toronto, we had a, a garbage can that the raccoons kept getting into. And so we locked it down. We went to Home Depot and got, like, completely, like, industrial strength bungee bungees cords, and stuff yeah. and then so that night the largest pile of <laughs> on that on <laughs> the uh, the garbage lid a spike yeah, like yeah, it was yeah, literally yeah, yeah. it's like okay <laughs> f- you <laughs> on that note over. let's yeah. end it guys thank you so much continue to send in your questions to no dunks at theathletic.com or tweet them in at no dunks inc hashtag no dunks that's it for today but we'll have a brand new no buffs survivor recap podcast for you on thursday because it's survivor day guys yeah, oh yeah. yeah let's do it just gonna be watching my watch all day waiting for survivor to start uh don't forget to check out the other great podcasts on the athletic too hoops adjacent tampering house of stress all of them dozen team specific nba shows too from your favorite athletic writers go check that out and subscribe theathletic.com slash no dunks to get that uh 90 day athletic prescription uh prescription subscription <laughs> <sighs> I gotta go take a nap. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Skeet said it. Thanks for joining us. And remember, theathletic.com slash no dunks for a 90-day free trial. Absolutely free. You've got nothing to do, hopefully. Jump on for 90 free days. Theathletic.com slash no dunks. That subscription will be a prescription. <laughs> That's right. Kill your boredom. Embrace the day, people. You could